how did you get involved in the project for Two Gallons? Well, it started kind of as um, I was looking for something challenging to do, something new. I just finished um, a theatre production of Someone Who Will Watch Over Me. I produced and directed that. So it was kind of looking to set a new wire for myself, do something new. So I decided to, to look at film. Um, I had seen a play in the Abbey that was done, uh, a modern version of Joyce, and it kind of stayed with me a year or so after. And I thought, why not you know, apply that to film why don't bring Joyce to film and in a modern way so I kind of went through Dubliners again was familiar with it and I was looking for characters that were kind of the same age as myself so something that I could play and um, so I met up with a co- my co-writer Darren McGrath and we um, we found a way to make the story of the two con men um, in two gallons a modern one and um, we kind of spent a lot of time kind of refining it and looking for the right way to do it so it was really that it was just the key thing was meeting up with Darren and then getting the script written and once I had that then we could set about making it which was the biggest challenge of course was it hard to translate it into film yeah it is hard like I mean a lot this one certainly because we want to do counterparts as well but um, this one was yeah it is hard to you know like we're really updating the metaphors and the symbolism within it so everything, everything for the most part is updated, but as the situation and the characters is the same. You know what I mean? It, that's that's universal. I mean, one thing we did, we had um, the maid in the in the piece originally was Irish, but in this piece, in our version, she's Polish. So we brought, you know, those are the kinds of changes we brought in. Um, we made it more about the the recession, but we didn't sort of state. It was recession times in Ireland. We just gave that impression in terms of how all the characters try to get in front or ahead of each other and they're all preoccupied with money. So one of the things I'm really, really proud of is that, you know, it is in the recession, but it doesn't overly state it. So, um, like, we see a lot of these days, you know. Um, so there you go, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's important to to make it... A, well, you know, is it important to have that message in there that, you know, it's... That is in the it's in the recessionary times that everything doesn't everything kind of revolves. Was that important for you to emphasize? Um, I I think it's I think it's it's I think it's important because it it was really it it enabled us to to set this story in modern day because there was there was some similarity with the times back then you know, where there was a lack of money and everybody was sort of out for themselves. So it was a way in to, to modernise it. But essentially, we were trying to tell the same little caper again, the same little high story. So we're trying to, um, you know, we're trying to make it a kind of fun kind of film and, and true to its origins, you know. Um, is that what you mean? That, yeah, yeah, what pretty, you meant? yeah. pretty much it, yeah. Okay. And, um, of course, you had input from uh, Fun and Loving Criminals is uh, yeah. fast. How did you get him on board for the soundtrack? Um, well, do you know what it was? I, I loved the band. Uh, the Fun and Criminals, I, I loved them. And um, when I was thinking of bands and stuff, I'd always thought that their music could translate to film. So I just I just asked. And I mean, in terms of music, it was, he was the first person I asked. And, um, and he really wanted to do it. So he was kind of... Um, he just said, "Yeah, I mean, I mean, truthfully, I think his his new band, Radio, Radio Riddler, they're doing a Purple Reggae, a Purple Rain remix album, and I think he has artists like Sinead O'Connor and and different and other people working on his his 
future albums, you know. So I think he's in the position where he's asking for for help, and so was I. And so I think he was just it was just good karma. He was he was you know giving us a lift up a bit, you know. But it was great for me. Look, I mean, I get to meet them. You know, he wants to work with us again. And um, I was backstage with them when they were playing in Dublin. They're coming back next year. You know, it's it, it's my editor actually knew fast as well. So there there was more than just one connection there. So it's um, and he's really happy with the film. He's really really happy with the way the music's placed and we used it in the trailer. And um, yeah, I just I just asked. I mean, you know, the way it is is that look, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times you ask people to get involved in projects, and for the most part they say no. But you know, there are those people that will say yes. So just ask, <laughs> kind of way. Um, and there, there's, the, there's absolutely a way. I've done it with other things as well. There's absolutely a way to contact everybody, even if they appear to be uncontactable. There is a way. So um, just find that way. So um, is it hard as a as a filmmaker to get your films out there? I mean, is it is there enough of a platform for small filmmakers like yourself? Well, I mean, we're we're just about we're just starting to fundraise for another one, so it's extremely hard to get, um, you know, funding. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that want to make stuff now because, and so when you're submitting in for funding and things like that, it can be very hard to get seen for that. Um, that's one side of it. Um, then you've got to like if I I would really see myself as a producer more. So you've got to get a lot of people to get involved. Who are giving a lot of their time for for free, and that that's that really, you know, that's a tough thing to do. Um, now we're distributing two gallons, and we're getting exposed to you know all the festival costs, all the um, you know trying to understand the festivals, you know which ones are the right ones for the film, which festivals do we think would be interested in the story, um, where good places for Irish films to be shown. So we're kind of learning that it, it's it's very much a learning curve. You know, we're we're um, we're just going through that at the moment. We're sort of taking a day by day and doing as much as we can. But my attitude really is, is I want people to see it. So we did like a preview in Limerick for you know community arts group. We did our cast and crew screening. We you know it was relatively open. It was private screening. We had you know people come down for that. We want to do it in the James Joy Centre. We want to which and they're interested in doing that. And um, we kind of want to screen it as mu- much as we can. But there seems to be a process where you submit it to certain festivals first um, and you know, concentration on Europe and the US and stuff like that. So we're really at the beginning. So we, we're kind of blitzing it now and, and submitting stuff. So I don't I don't really know. It seems like, yeah, the Irish people want to get behind it. Do you know what I mean? There is a sense that, you know, like for IFTA and IFTN and uh, um, ScanOn and uh, Film Ireland and a lot of these, like there's great support in Ireland for it certainly that way um, I found too mm. yeah so speaking of uh, fundraising uh, you're fundraising for a film An Irish Father can you tell us a little about that yeah I can actually kind of announce something right now that I, I've just finalised the paperwork now so um, we have news. Jared yeah just just, just just before this call <laughs> so um, we have Jared McSorley uh, playing the father in An Irish Father and basically I'm up in Donegal with Jared at the moment. We're working on that. We've been working on this for two months now. And basically, it's sort of a semi-autobiographical story based on my own life, but also, you know, stories about Jared's father and my co-writer, Darren's father. And it's kind of a love letter to our fathers. Um, and it's sort of about, you know, the the father and son in this story haven't talked to each other in 10 years and why that that's happened. You know, they're reconnecting. And... Um, 
you know, it, it's much more ambitious. It's um, we've obviously got a great actor on board. So we'll probably have more announcements in the next couple of weeks. But it's very much an independent film, so we we need to raise funding for it. This is something we're we're literally making ourselves. We don't really have any backing on it, so so it is a passion project. And um, yeah, we're, we are asking for help. We're using fundraiser uh, fundraiser with a Z to similar to to Gallon. So. You know, people can chip in a tenner. Anything would really, really make the difference about getting it made, you know. But we're determined to do it, so it will happen. But uh, any support would be great, you know. Yeah. And uh, what stage are you, are, are you at here at the minute? And uh, when, when do you estimate it will be released? Well, the day, well, we can do things a lot quicker now. Hmm. So we've got everything built in terms of our post-production. and how, Like, I've got all the post-production team on. So what I we are going to be shooting this... Um, end November, early December. It really depends on how much funding we can raise and how long that will take to to do it. So we set our goals pretty realistic. Um, I think it could be done in the next three months. I'm hopeful of that. Like, you know, I, I'd like to get it turned around pretty quick. I, I think um, it can expand out into a feature as well. That's the potential for it, but it stands on its own mm. as a 20 minute short film. But we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna let it stand on its own. It can expand out, and Jared is on board for that as well. So, um, so I would say, you know, if we can, we can fundraise pretty quickly. We can probably get the whole thing done much quicker. You know, with two gallons, it took eight months or so, you know, to do it. But I was kind of working around schedules and and challenges that we'd never experienced before. Um, I didn't, we, I didn't know how to actually make a film. If I'm really honest about it. So I was learning that. So now it seems like we can do this quite quick. But we are going to, yeah. we're going to technically push the boat out. The cameras are going to be extremely, extremely good. Um, and we're just going to make it the best we can. And I think Jared's a phenomenal actor. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a significant part for him, you know, in, in his career. I think this is a part where he has a lot to say. And I think it's going to be a great performance, you know. So he's very much heading up the cast. And uh, should have a few more announcements on cast soon. But uh, I, I'm really excited about working with him, and, and I think um, I think it'll be good, you know. I, and I think it's it's about mental health, and it's it's a socially responsible film, is what I'm saying. It's very positive. I think we've gone from making a film about two con men who are really really nasty guys to making a film that's really really positive. So and, and that was something yeah. I was interested in doing. Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for that, Carl. Uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up here now. <laughs> We're yeah, running no out problem. of time. But uh, we'll keep in touch with you anyway. And uh, let, yeah. us, let, let us know if any more developments happen. We'll talk to you again. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my Twitter, Finnegan Carl, will have a lot of uh, stuff going out about it. And um, I'm sure I have some pages going up about the film now already. But um, certainly keep an eye on mine. I'll drop updates in that way. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Great.